0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion A podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed I can't even do it Why? I can't even do it Why? Because
1: I'm I'm a little annoyed, a little hurt Why? Why are you annoyed? Why are you hurt? The fact that you don't even know I really don't know.
0: Uh, I gave you, though. We, we sat down, we talked, mm-hmm. we recorded a super long episode on Freedom Sunday. Yeah. And now we're still sitting here. Yeah. I'm still waiting.
1: What, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting Seriously, for? Seriously, bro. No. Seriously. <laughs> Serious. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> what the heck? Okay, dude? I noticed that you got okay. your beard no, trimmed. My beard so- is
0: super short it is like almost just stubble it is a very short beard and you didn't acknowledge it notice it you didn't say anything you just <laughs> go focused on jimmy it's all about jimmy going to go see john jones he's gonna go mm. he's gonna go to the vegas without me he's mm-hmm. gonna go with steve
1: mccoy what else what about my beard what about my trim mm. so uh i think you just settle who the podcast wife is uh well listen all i'm saying nope. is you
0: just nope. settle it nope Boom! Don't try and boom.
1: You are trying to distract. Boom! You're distracting. Boom! So, mic drop. No, hey, it it baby, it looks really nice. I love what you did with your hair from a Reformed Baptist you did perspective. Something new. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead it pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in Saint Charles, Illinois, <laughs> and I'm Jimmy Fowler, podcast husband and executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. If if and I'm not saying you are. Mm. If you are the podcast husband, mm-hmm. you are the
0: worst podcast husband. I'll take ever. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. take that. I accept these terms. Mm. I accept these terms. That well, was an offer. No, same. no, no, no. If I accept, if that's right. Mm-hmm. Good grief, dude! How do you not notice the? My wife didn't notice either. <laughs> I did to my beard. I'm like, hey, what's up, girl? You're like, she doesn't like the big beard, and then she's like, nothing. I'm like, nothing about my beard. She's like, oh yeah, it looks nice. I'm like, yeah. liar. <laughs> Come on, Man, I'm not getting any love from anybody.
1: No, no. poor Joe. No. It yeah. does look good, Joe. Mm-hmm. No, it looks good. Relax. Mm. So we're talking about, what are we talking about, Jimmy? Well, we are back in the 1689. Chapter uh, 18. Chapter 18. Now, we're in paragraph three, but we're not going to do the whole paragraph. It's a long paragraph. There's a, a lot it's a, here. It's, it's a long paragraph.
0: It's a good paragraph. And um, we want to we, we ease into it because there's a lot that we want to cover. Yeah. Um. the The first half of paragraph three says this. This infallible assurance does not so belong to the essence of faith. But that a true believer may wait long and struggle with many difficulties before he be a partaker of it, yet being enabled by the Spirit to know the things which are freely given of him, given him of God, he may, without extraordinary revelation
1: and the right use of the means, attain thereunto. Hmm. So I read that about. Did as good you as, mess uh, it uh? up? Yeah, I read it like you. Read oh, it. Mm-hmm. I bet. I think Matt's going to have some uh, some thoughts on your reading. Oh, really? Yes. You mean uh, the 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 pilot? Yeah, Matt. actually, I'm going to see if he's going to be. I'm going to see what flight he's flying because he does the Vegas route. I'm going to mm-hmm. check chicken. It.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like you got your like you're, all you and all your buddies like traveling around, mm-hmm. going to Vegas and stuff. I'm just sitting here trimming my beard for 30 minutes trying to get it even, and uh, did a really good job. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> so this, look at you.
1: This uh, this assurance,
0: this assurance. Wait, itself, this is a little
1: too short, though.
0: No, no, it's not. I went, I wanted to go real short. No, no, it's almost mm-hmm. like pat short. Yeah. No, no, it's not because I, I see what I did down here. Uh Uh, my beard covers (laughs) my whole chin and jaw still. So, um, so all right. First part. Yeah. This assurance, right? It's, uh, the infallible assurance. Again, this just means that the assurance that God gives Mm. is of divine origin. It is trustworthy. It does not so belong to the essence of faith that, but that a true believer may wait long for it. In other words, you may have real saving faith. You might be a born-again believer. The Spirit of God can mm-hmm. indwell you. You can be a new creation in Christ, justified in Christ, united to the Savior, and not have assurance. That's right. I mean, that a lot of Christians are not told this. A lot of Christians are raised in the faith to believe – if you are a christian then you should have
1: assurance and you, you would f- feel it oh, yeah. so You're your feelings are part of this right so big time. And, and and i think we do a great disservice to uh to believers right because we're all gonna go through we should i would think i, I hope so because i know i go through these seasons of uh, uh doubting my assurance and, and not having assurance um that when people start to think what's wrong with me then yeah. They start to think maybe I'm not a believer. Maybe maybe I'm not a true Christian. Maybe maybe this is not real. Then,
0: yeah, and it's like we forget or we don't pay attention to the fact that men like Job and David had these seasons, these yeah. times when their assurance waned. Like when there was when there was a, a situation uh, that God used uh, in in His operations in their life in their heart to bring them to a place where their assurance. Evaporated or yeah. weakened. Um, some of us, as true believers, will have to wait for assurance, and
1: it might be a long wait.
0: Long? What? Really? Can't just like they? Hey, nobody likes waiting.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, especially Joe. Okay, Joe I don't can, like waiting. You can cannot wait. Jen,
0: like so when we stop at a stoplight, I'm already annoyed because I have to wait. But the long ones. You like over here on mm-hmm. Randall. Some of those lights yeah, on Randall yeah, Road. Yeah. yeah, and usually what happens is I, I'm, I stay quiet, um, not calm, but I stay quiet, <laughs> and then I finally go, "How long is this light?" And then it changes. That's usually what <laughs> that's, uh, it, they've timed it to to my amount of patience precisely.
1: Mm, so, so it's all about they you. They bring me
0: to my breaking point, and I finally go, "What's going on?" And then it changes, and, then and I'm it like, moves "Okay, just for you." And then Jen is just like, "What is your problem?" So um, we have to wait. Sometimes long, which means like you're going to be struggling, right? It says struggling with many difficulties. Um, It might be circumstantial. It might be spiritual, things that are related to your own life. You can be praying for God to give you assurance, to grant you peace and It sometimes isn't going to come when you want it to come. It's, it's not going to be there as soon as you would like or
1: even feel that you need. Yeah, absolutely. And that should also then tell us then when we're in these, uh, uh, like that should be then how we're, we're patient with those then that Mm. are in that, in the midst of that long wait, right? Yeah. So that we should then be, uh, uh, Slow. We should, because I think we we try to ram things down people, right? We like like we we try to force them. We want them to to have that assurance, uh, and and we keep forcing the issue instead of just sitting back and saying, "Okay, this is the Lord has a reason." Exactly, exactly. I like that you're bringing that up, Jimmy.
0: We we are at least we're supposed to be. I think we are in general compassionate people. And as pastors, you hurt for your people when they're hurting, and when you see that they've like you might be convinced this person's a believer, they know the Lord, yeah. but they've lost assurance and you're hurting for them and you want them to have assurance. It's tempting to give them assurance.
1: Yeah. Oh as if oh. we
0: can do that. But it's like, well, you know, we will go out of our way to give them an assurance that is based on something other than the
1: working so, of the Spirit. And, and in a way, then it's false assurance, right? Because it's yeah, like, yeah. well, no, look, you you go to church or hey, no, you you know, you've been used by God in mighty ways.
0: You're, obviously. You're, you're the most faithful attender here, and I've been looking. Yeah. you give up more than most other people. You you come to CG every week. You know, I noticed for in October, Pastor Appreciation Month, you always put something nice on my desk. <laughs> You're definitely a believer,
1: right? Like we we are tempted. We can or hey, or how about we're friends? You must be a believer. then. I mean,
0: listen, you don't see me friends with uh, those jokers over there. Like I don't even think yeah, the believers. clowns to
1: the left, to be the jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so happy right now. I am so happy. <laughs> so
0: true believers do sometimes have to wait long and struggle. And one of the things that you said was that uh, there are reasons. Yeah. So like sometimes when you read when you read Puritans on this issue in particular, um, they will talk about reasons that we lose our assurance, right? And so sometimes it's tied to uh, habitual sin, yep. not using the means of grace and the things that we do. But sometimes – it is it is a part of God's mysterious workings. And he's using your circumstances and other things. He will actually lift your assurance away.
1: For a season. It might be a long season. And and it, you didn't do anything. Job didn't do anything. Yeah. Job didn't do it. David did something. Oh, yes. You know what he did. Oh, he did a bad thing. He did a the no-no. Things.
0: Yeah. So sometimes you don't do anything and it's just God.
1: So now the question becomes, okay,
0: why is God doing that?
1: Mm-hmm. Is he calling me to repent? Is he calling me to confess? Or is he calling me to to uh, dig deeper into my relationship with him? It, it's
0: like the, it's like uh, Saint John of the Cross wrote, the Dark Night of the Soul, and and in that he he talks about how you walk, you you wind up in these dark nights, like these seasons of uh, of inner turmoil and affliction when you're doubting and struggling, maybe you lose your assurance. And the Puritans talk about this in the same way when they when they say, perhaps. God has lifted your assurance off of you for a time so that when you get it you cherish it. Mm. You stop taking it for granted. You stop yeah. just
1: presuming on God's grace. It That's becomes right. it becomes heaven on earth. This is why I leave Joe for 2 to 3 weeks at a time. Yeah. So that when I get back he he app- learns to appreciate yeah. the friendship that he has. And and when you come back, where am I? I'm in
0: my office, I'm crying and I have one song on repeat. What am I listening to? What uh Hold
1: on, hold on. Shh. They're gone for oh. two weeks. Yeah. Loving you. No is easy. How did you miss this? <laughs> no. You don't know what you got till it's gone no, no, by no, no. Cinderella. That's no. what I'm listening to. No, no, no.
0: But this don't it, but know also this what one. Yeah. That's what I'm Anyways. The point is is that
1: we just lost 25% of our listeners. Don't care. Hey,
0: um So that's one of the reasons. Um another reason that God May, um, may put you in a season of waiting before yeah. the sense of assurance comes back. Is so that you will pursue it. So that you will pursue oh, him, yeah. So that you will seek him, like. And this is where I was going originally with Saint John of the Cross. Um, it's easy, uh, he argues. It's easy uh, to pursue the Lord and to and to use the means of grace mm-hmm. and and you know walk with Jesus because he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his so, own. Like all this because <laughs> things are good, right? Yeah. Yeah. When things are terrible and hard and difficult and you're not – now what do you do? When your faith doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. and when you're not feeling, when you don't have all the feels of the presence of God, are you still going to be faithful? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to draw near? Are you still going to keep doing the things that he's called you to do? Or
1: are you going to curl up in a ball and just wither up? What are you going to do? That's when you know the the strength and this – that's when you really know like the metal of the the individual, right? That's when you really know, okay, how much are you – do you trust this? How much of this, like, are you devoted mm-hmm. to God, uh, when it's not going well? It's, it's really easy to, to follow people and to follow the Lord when things are going great, yeah. even in marriages, right? Mar- marriage is going, you know, marriage is easy, when there's no conflict, when everything's just kind of going your way, so what? you're
0: saying marriage is easy when it's easy. Is
1: that your point right yeah, now? Jimmy? I said no conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said easy, and then I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, you going to catch me on that?" But you, you know what? When there is conflict, yeah. when there is struggles, when you're going through seasons mm-hmm. of difficulty, you know, that's when you know. Okay, how much? How much do I love this individual? Right. How much do I cherish this mm-hmm. bond that we have? It's easy to forgive your spouse when the infractions are small. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but when they really hurt you, yeah, that's that's the test, you know, that, and that's the opportunity. And and when we've walked with couples, and we, we've experienced this, I think in our own marriages, when we walk these couples through difficulties, what they can discover on the other end of the affliction, of the betrayal, of the disaster, is greater joy and sweetness in a marriage that is restored than they had before. That's right. Because things have been restored, they appreciate what they have. So. As we're as we're going through this, and we have a long way to go. As we're going through this, keep oh, in mind, we still have just the first part there. <laughs> if it, I just I just mean on this topic and in, oh. in, in in this chapter in general, like if you are struggling with an assurance of your salvation, what we are, we are not saying don't worry about it. No, you, no, you're saved. We're saying don't despair, don't panic. Seek the Lord now. Press in. He's got a purpose for what you're going through. Now, um, so you know it says. Uh, This assurance does not belong to the essence of faith, but that a true believer may wait long and struggle Mm -hmm. with many difficulties before he be a partaker. That's right. Yet, being enabled by the Spirit to know the things that are freely given to him of God, he may, without extraordinary revelation, in the right use of the means of grace, or in the right use of means, attain thereunto. That's right. What are they talking about? Well,
1: I mean, they're talking about the the means of grace, so that as you're pressing in, right, as Mm -hmm. you're pressing in to the study of God's Word, to prayer, to corporate worship— the Holy Spirit is using these things to impress upon you mm-hmm. uh that this assurance so it's not an extraordinary revelation no
0: you don't have it's not you're not it's not the mountaintop experience where the angels break through and there
1: are visions and like yeah, you're not walking down the road and then blinded by the light yeah and well, always
0: uh, uh, Paul, uh, well, Paul yeah, but, was, yeah. but you're not Paul no
1: See no. that's the thing. Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, I should have this great extraordinary revelation." Paul's no. experience was normative for all Christians. We should all have these things, you know. <laughs> Blinded. I'm gonna have all these songs stuck in my head now. Here, so
0: it's. I think a lot of us are waiting for that. We think like, I need something big. I need God to really prove it to me. I need God to 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 give me a dream, a vision, something supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's got to be some miraculous thing that happens in my life. And it's not that's listen. Without extraordinary revelation in the right use of means. Mm -hmm. If you want assurance of your salvation, then you will find it through scripture and prayer and the communion of the saints and corporate worship. That's right. Right. You're good. This is where you're going to find it and get this. Those are the same means that grow your faith. These are the same things that, that intense your faith that right. They keep your faith. They intensify your hatred for sin. They intensify your joy in the Lord you, you shouldn't be surprised that, that your assurance is tied to these things when the health of your faith and your soul depends right. on these things as well. So I, I don't want to be the guy who looks back on the last year or the last couple of months and, and says, man, um, I was so hurting and so hungry for more of God and I didn't feast on the food that he set before me. Yeah. It's like I was, I was waiting for something else. Like, I, I think it's just, it's, it's easy for us to do that because, like, well, yeah, read your Bible, pray every day, and you grow, 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 like the old little kids' song. And I, it's like that becomes so trite, so familiar mm-hmm. that it's like, well, yeah. I, it's become so complacent. Yeah. Well, when I read, my, like, okay, tell me again, I'm supposed to read my Bible because that's the answer. You know, like we, we get that way. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it this it is living and active. You see, the, the problem is not in the word. The problem is in us. And sometimes, you know, you some you need to read the word, especially when you don't want to read the word. I, I a lot of us do it the wrong way. We think like Oh uh, man, we open the Bible when we're excited to open the Bible. We're all over it. Yeah. We're doing it, and then you Instagram it. You know, like hey, I'm going to yeah. share everybody. And let's assume the best. You're not doing it to show off. You're doing it to show that you're excited about what the Lord is teaching you. Okay, and you're trying Fine. to encourage others. Yeah, totally, totally legit. I'm not going to be a hater on doing that stuff now. Um, but then I'm not feeling it. I don't want to, so we don't. Well, the question is, why not? You certainly have the natural capacity to do it. You, you know, you can open a Bible, you can read. So why don't you? Well, I'm not feeling it. So what? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. That's dumb. Uh, Big church is full of hypocrites. Yeah, and, and, and it's not hypocritical to read the Bible when you don't want to. It would be hypocritical for you to tell everybody that they should read the Bible and pretend as if you're reading your Bible when you're not. It's not hypocritical. And you would say, well, I don't want to be a pretender. You're not pretending. You're being honest. I don't want to read the Bible, but I'm going to read the Bible right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the Lord. I don't really have the words to say, so I'm just going to get on my knees, and I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm just going to breathe and and, and just essentially – Without using any words, wait for God to do something that I need him to do. That's that's not pretending. Yeah, We're not we're not telling you you got to pretend. It's the last thing we want you to do. But I don't want to look back on the last couple of weeks and, and realize like, and I have, I've done this, like I wasted all this time. I can't get that week back. Like I think about it like that. Like when I go through a season when maybe it's because I'm lacking assurance or I'm just struggling with a sin, whatever it is. And I look back and I realize like, wow, the, for the past week or month, whatever it is, I have neglected the means of grace. I can't get that week back. That week is gone. Mm-hmm. I could be farther along in my walk with Jesus than I am right now. That's right. If I didn't waste that time. And so the good news is, is God receives us when we repent, when we open the word, open arms, you know? Uh, the father of the prodigal, he's like, come on back, I've got you, man. Here's the robe, here's the slippers, mm-hmm. let's have the feast, let's party in our communion together. It's there, but I, I, the idea of wasting time grieves me, but not usually until after the fact. So, this assurance that we want, this assurance that we do need in our Christian lives, and we are going to have, is not a guarantee. It's not going to be there all the time, and, and oftentimes, it's not going to
1: come until after there is a long wait and a real struggle. That's right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit the store at jofostore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later.